On today's episode of Video Marketing Madness, we're going to discuss some changes to monetization and a few other things as well. And speaking of changes, if you want to change how good your videos sound when you create them, well, then you need to check our friends out over at Movo, as they have all the great microphones, as well as other things like lights and stands that will help you to sound and look your best when you're doing videos and audio recordings. In fact, we use Movo microphones for almost all of our videos, and you should too. Check them out at raiselinks.com slash Movo, M-O-V-O. And with that, let's hit the music. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at, even if he's a little fat. He's filled with video expertise and has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. It's the radio show about video, video marketing madness with Ray, the video guy, and I'm Steve Sleeper. Hey, Ray, my uh, hey, what? My, my train channel, stevesleeper.trains. Oh, yes, you still have that, huh? Yeah, it's not uh, earth-shattering, but uh, I did get three times the views that I normally get by chasing the world's largest operational steam locomotive uh, through Nebraska. Well, there you go. Yeah. And people were really into that. Uh, it's uh, Union Pacific 4104 or 4014, one, one, something like that. And it's called Big Boy. And it was built in 1941. It's the world's largest operating steam locomotive. And they maintained it out in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Uh, and uh, they sent it to Omaha for the College World Series. So I went out to the middle of Nebraska to catch it to, A, get away, you know, have a little time in a motel or something like that, just get away from home. And it's a lot easier to catch out there in the middle of nowhere than it is in Omaha. So, uh, And there's a lot less people to try and catch you when you go out there. That's right. That's right. Well, Omaha, there's only one real good place to rail fan, and it's way out west as you're leaving town. So I don't even try to rail fan in Omaha on the Union Pacific or the BNSF. Well, BNSF I have. Anyhow, whatever. So that that was kind of cool. You know, if it's of interest to people, you get more views. <laughs> how about that? It's amazing how that works, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. So monetization. Uh, I know there were uh, changes uh, within the last couple of weeks. Tell us about that. Heck yeah. So for those of you that have either monetized or thought about monetization on YouTube, you may have noticed that for the last couple of years, it's been a little bit difficult. You had to get four thousand hours of watch time which sounds just crazy it's it's not as daunting as you might think we've actually been able to uh go from zero to four thousand hours in you know just it's not super hard um it's also not that easy the other thing you had to have was you had to have a thousand subscribers again not super hard but not easy to do that's a lot of subscribers well, YouTube is now making it a little easier, which thankfully they're doing because, quite honestly, I never understood why. Well, I, I did to an extent, but to me, why cut people out of monetization? Even if they're a small channel and they're only making you a little bit of money, every time they make money, 
YouTube is making money, so you would think they would want as many people as possible running these ads because cumulatively you might have, you know, one channel that has a million views a month, and then you might have 10 other channels that added together get a million views a month. But if those 10 channels can't do it at all, then it doesn't matter. You lose all of that. So fortunately, YouTube has made a change, not a massive change. It's still a little bit daunting, but it is a little bit better. So now what you need to get is you only need to get 500 subscribers, which quite honestly, if you if you know some of the tricks of the trade on that, you could probably do that in a day or two. Um, and you only need 3,000 hours. So 1,000 hours less than you had to get before. 4,000 was a lot. Uh, 3,000 still a lot, but a little easier to get. So if you know what you're doing, there are ways to get that fairly quickly. In fact, uh, I was uh, on one of our Facebook groups I believe it was, I believe it was the Ray the Video Guy one. And, um, one of the people said, Hey, if you just do a live video every right. single day, right. you'll get to it pretty quickly. And one, that's a lot of work. You got to do a live video every single day. And by the way, that live video, you probably have to be more than an hour long. Otherwise, no matter how many people watch it, you're not getting an hour each time. Uh, and of course, if they are watching it, you're probably still not getting an hour each time. But if your video is 20 minutes long, you're definitely not getting an hour each time. You're not even getting 30 minutes each time. So if you go an hour and a half, maybe you get some people that will start watching with you and join you, and, and they'll hit an hour. They'll hit 45 minutes. They'll hit more than a half hour, and that's what's going to get you there fairly quickly. Now, there are some other ways around that uh, that we know of that you mm-hmm. know, maybe won't reveal on here per se, but there are some other ways to get around that more quickly. And, and if you want to know more about that, reach out to me personally, and we can talk about that. Uh, but there are some ways to do that a lot quicker. And, you know, nothing nothing illegal, nothing crazy. Um, definitely it's a bit of work that's being done, but it is your videos that are being watched, and, you know, you can get it done fairly quickly, which is nice. So if you, if you want to know more about that, reach out to me personally. I'm not going to give much of that away in, in public just because. Well, because you know. it's a consulting program that you offer, yeah. so you don't want to well, be Well, no, it's not even that. It's, it's the actual service itself. I, I don't want to, you know, we don't want to have 800,000 yeah. people trying it um, unless they're really serious about sure. it because, you know, as with anything, when you're doing some sort of, uh, manipulation. I don't know if I want to use that word quite. But when you're doing thing, something, when you're, you're doing yeah, some sort of thing, thing, doing some sort of thing to make sure that you get that, you don't want to have tons and tons of people trying to do it because it may go away. If you know what I mean. So if well, you're really interested in that, reach out to me. I will be glad to help you get that done. So yeah, we, th- this was in Players Club yesterday, and I was it, I was kind of. Uh, scratching my head about it, but it's it's kind of worth talking about. You mentioned that uh, all you needed was 500 subs, you know. Uh, yeah. And and then and you have this uh, group called Players Club, which is uh, you know, people can. Uh, it's every Thursday, isn't it? At uh, three o'clock my it is time. Every every you Thursday te- at three o'clock your time. You, four o'clock. You, te- you teach people how to. You know uh, how, how to set up their channels, how to do everything they need to do to get get monetized, and uh, uh, so you put something in in that group about now you only need 500 subs, and then I said, yeah, but you need 4,000 hours, and right. and I'm thinking, and I said, okay, no, nope, it's actually 3,000 now. And, and, but originally, the article that I posted only was talking about the 500. 
well, and, uh, and, and that's why it said the, that. When I said 4,000 hours, I didn't explain. So this one guy said, well, you can do a Facebook, you can do a YouTube Live every day and, and get yeah. to that. And, I, and I, I didn't understand what he was getting at. And so I said, uh, well, the 4,000 hours is 4,000 hours of watch time in a year. Uh, and it needs to be a real audience and uh, all that kind of stuff. And he got a little defensive about it, I thought. Uh, he said, well, what do I know? I've only got, <laughs> it was like the uh, what a, the humble brag. What do I know? I only do this yeah. and that. But, <laughs> but what he was, man, okay, whatever. Uh, what he was saying then was do uh, a U- an hour-long YouTube live every day. You may not have a big audience, but you'll get to those 4,000 hours in a year the 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 only problem with that is what are you doing okay so if you're if you're um, a a fairly well-known news commentator for instance and you do an hour-long facebook live every day you're probably not going to lose your audience for your recorded stuff okay that, am I making sense so far? Sure. You know, but you're not you're not going to alienate your audience. But if you're if you do like travel log videos, like the oh Harold Balder, he he carries around uh, it's like a Sony that was a Sony camera that was a competitor to GoPro only it was a better camera. But he just carries that around, uh, pointed on himself, and goes off and does these pretty amazing things, like he hikes up a mountain or he uh, walks through bad neighborhoods in Sri Lanka or things like that. But he made the comment that unless he does something that is pretty amazing, okay, he starts losing audience. So he, instead of doing a video a month, he waits until he has recovered from climbing up the mountain to do another mountain. You know what I'm saying? Because right. he has to do those things to get the 250,000 views that he needs to make a living off this. So the the key to that was I, I can't just do filler stuff. i got to be doing these really amazing videos to get the kind of money I, I need to make. So, um, you know, I, I so, guess it just depends on the audience, but that whole <laughs> – Doing a YouTube live for for an hour every day, I, I think that's kind of a limited audience, if you ask me. Well, I'll tell you, you you want to you want to get the the, <laughs> the limited <views>. appeal. <laughs> you want you want to break that limited appeal. Grab your camera or your phone or whatever, and go to your local courthouse and stand on the front sidewalk and start filming the courthouse. There you go. And then when the police come, film them. Yeah. And tell them that you don't have to give them your ID and you will get your thousand subscribers and your thousand yeah, right. thousand hours very, very quickly. Yeah. What do they call that? The auditors, <laughs> the auditor yes. videos. Yeah. I, I guarantee you will get your your hours and yeah, hours and no, hours no, if you do that. Now, there's an application. You know, I that's something that would work, I would think. It, um, it, it definitely would work. Yeah, I, I have no doubt about it. But you got to have the. The stones to do that kind of thing, which, uh, which you know, I don't. Yeah, it's, it's tough to be, you know, to be harassed by police and officials and, and, you know, hold your ground and everything else. But if you do it, you're going to get a lot of views. That's right. <laughs> you might get arrested a few times. You'll get off most likely because it's, the, you know, it's not a legal arrest, but uh, you'll be a nuisance to them, I'm sure. And, uh, you know. Well, there's one guy out there that does it, and um, one is about a thousand of them. Well, I, that's just a, there's one guy that I watch. Okay, you know, there's this guy out there that does it that I watch, and you know he shows up and and he's looking for somebody to 
say, don't film me. I don't want to be filmed. And what he's doing is he's showing up to the, um, the city hall, and he wants to do a record search. And most of the people there are very friendly, and, and they sort of get it, and they let him do the record search, and he's on his way. But there's some always somebody that says, don't film me. And, uh, you know, one gal even grabbed his camera. Well, that's assault, oh, yeah. you know. Uh, and then I saw another one where he had his daughter and his son with him. And I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, well, how would I feel if one of those officials, I was one of those officials, and these people show up? I mean, it's pretty obnoxious, you know, as far it, as It I'm is, concerned. you know, because here's the thing. Just because it's legal to do something and just because they can't, quote, unquote, stop you, it doesn't mean you're not annoying the crap out of people that want to hit you with a baseball bat. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's it's yes, it is legal to take your camera on a public sidewalk and film everything you want from a public sidewalk. There is there is no rules against that unless you're in some sort of restricted area or it's behind a police tape line because they're doing, you know, there's a crime scene. There is nothing that they can legally do to stop you from doing that. Now, there's some people who don't understand the law and they'll arrest you and try to do all things anyway. Yes. And that's when they get their best videos is when the cops do that. But you're going to annoy the crap out of people. You're going to tick people off. They're going to want to kill you. You know, and so it's like and they are going to call the police and the police are going to come and half the police are going to defend you and half the police are going to want to arrest you. So it's it's not an easy way to, to do it. But I will tell you this, Steve. I'm I'm the OG on this because long before there was ever YouTube and all that, I was dealing with this because my job that I used to have, I used to work for a company out of New York, and I would travel across the country to different cities, and I'd be given a list by the Chamber of Commerce or by the mayor's office to go around the city and take pictures of schools, parks, malls, neighborhoods, you know, um, traffic in the main streets, you know, things like that. And I would have people harassing me and police called on me all the stinking time. So all the stuff that these auditors are talking about, like, hey, I'm on a public sidewalk. I can film whatever my eyes can see. There's nothing you can do about that. I used to have to go through that all the time. But wow. I was getting paid for it. You know, I was getting paid to be there. And and usually, you know, when I have a letter from the mayor, people leave you alone. But, you know, these guys, yes, they are correct. That doesn't mean, you know, you can you can also yell obscenities for the most part. In most places, and it's not illegal. That doesn't mean it's it's good to do it. You know, it's, right, you, right. you got to be a nice person. Uh, and there's a lot of them that mask this kind of stuff. What they're really doing is trying to get interactions, but they disguise it as, "Hey, I'm in such and such city, and I'm going to show you how beautiful the city is." You know, and they oh. go around and show how beautiful the city is. Well, they're not really. You know, they say that what they're really trying to do is get a reaction somewhere. But they're saying that that you know it's a beautiful city, and they're one hundred percent correct. And I and I I love watching them; it's very interesting. Um, and and I actually stand by them for the most part. But it is sometimes when it gets obnoxious, it's like ah, oh, yeah, you're just trying to cause trouble, though. Yeah, yeah you're a little right, bit of that causing trouble. A little bit of that goes a long way. And then the audience, if you read the comments, it's like everybody that's watching these things are a bunch of jerks. So you know. I'm, well, because they, they, the people that are watching it, they're First Amendment and Fourth Amendment advocates and Second Amendment advocates, too, a lot of times, because there's a lot of that, too. Yeah. Walk somewhere with your gun, you know, go out with your gun and, and walk around somewhere and, and you'll you'll see the same types of things. Oh, that, that here's a story. We were 
in Abilene, Kansas, and we were taking a tour of this mansion that was exactly how it was a hundred years ago, and it's just nice. pristine. It's just pristine. And so we're getting ready for the tour, and in walks um, a guy from, I think it's Fort Hood, is by Abilene, and uh, he, he, he's, he's obviously a soldier at Fort, Fort Hood, and he has his gun in a holster. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, on display, and it's, um, I, I didn't say anything. I just, you know, I figured, well, okay, he's obviously a soldier. We're, we're safe. I mean, no big deal. But when I, when I got back, uh, my pastor at the time uh, was uh, active duty military, and, and uh, we paid him a part-time equivalency. And uh, he was the, like, uh, head chaplain for the state of Nebraska. So I asked him about it because he, he's... Uh, he he is uh, you know a Second Amendment guy and and he uh, always uh, did concealed carry. He always had that in sure. him, except when he was uh, uh, saying mass and preaching. So I asked him about it. He goes, "No, no." He says that's perfectly legal. He said, "He said I wouldn't do that though. It's you know I mean I I keep it concealed." He said it 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 just makes people uncomfortable when you do that. You know so. Another yeah. example of that, you know, it's just, sure. I don't know. If, 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 but, if, you if, know, the, the, the funny thing is people do feel uncomfortable with that. And I always laugh about that. I'm like, do you think the guy that's going to come and shoot everybody right. is wearing a gun where everybody can see it? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> it's usually not the case. In fact, I've always thought it kind of odd. Now, welcome, by the way, welcome to Second Amendment Talk with yeah, Stephen Ray. Right, right. No, but I always thought it was funny that in most places, when you get, you know, uh, you, you get your concealed carry permit and your open carry permit is like another level beyond that. And I always thought that was funny. It's like if somebody's allowed to carry a gun, wouldn't it make more sense that people could see it well, than if it's hidden? But for some reason, they want you to have it and hidden. You know, I don't know. That, was, that always just seemed funny to me. I'm sure there's probably good reason for it, but. Well, and, I and kind of I, 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 to be honest with you, it it kind of um, um, freaked me out a little bit at first, and then I looked at the guy and go, "Well, obviously this guy is military. You could just tell because uh, yeah. we're we're next to Fort Hood, and yeah, if 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 we were going to be in trouble, he wouldn't be having this thing on his uh, on his hip. So he, he obviously has." Uh, he obviously has a permit to do that, but it, I, I was kind of standing next to a guy about my age, and we kind of looked at each other, and our eyes got big. You know what I'm saying? So, well, and at just, the same time, you know, maybe he was like military police, and he has to. You well, know, that that could and, be. And I, and I don't know if military that. police do I, have to, but I, maybe that's the case. I don't know. So, but anyway, point being is, yeah, there's a lot of does you want to get attention? <laughs> yeah. yeah. In fact, there's some of these guys who will. They will grab their rifle, put it on the shoulder, and walk up and down the street mm-hmm. just to see if police come after them and, and film it. Um, I'm not suggesting you do that because you could end up getting shot somehow. Yeah. So yeah. be careful. But you know, you want to get attention. Those are the types of things you can do. I would I would definitely recommend the you know just shooting video and instead of actually carrying a gun. But um, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. that is something that will get you the views because if. If you put out a video that says, you know, police harass me when I'm walking down the street, film mm-hmm. police harass me and arrest me for filming, guaranteed you're going to get thousands and thousands and thousands oh, yeah. and thousands oh, yeah. and thousands of views. And it's going to be a good hour-long video, 20-minute video, whatever, mm-hmm. something a little longer than five minutes. So um, you can definitely do that kind of stuff. You know, I, like I said, I don't know if I've got the 
patience to do that kind of a thing. Um, I, I think I'm too nice sometimes to be able to to argue and fight with people like you're, that. You're, you're but, a real nice guy. I, I on the other hand, uh, am uh, I like being the gray man, and I'm very non-confrontational, so it's not going to be something I'm going to do. I, I like blending in when I'm out and about. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I, you know, for last uh, month or so, I've been saving up uh, articles I've run across, uh, blog posts from YouTube and articles from, like, Search Engine Land about stuff in, in YouTube, pretty much. And so why don't I go through those now and, and talk about Let's them a little do bit. It. And I'll put a list of these articles in the show notes along with the URLs. So uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to get too depth into these because... I'm going to put, you know, the the list of them in in, <laughs> in the show notes, and you can get in depth. Of it. But the first one is tag products in your live streams. This is a support a Google support or knowledge base article. Yes, uh, a YouTube help uh, article. And here's the deal: if you're an eligible creator, and I think this would be great for e-commerce, if you're an eligible creator. You can tag products featured in your live stream. Viewers can select shopping, and they show the little icon. It looks like a purse. To create a list of products you tagged. And then um, there, there's a hyperlink, learn more about how viewers can buy products on YouTube. And I'll leave that up to you if this is something you're interested in. Uh, eligible creators can tag their own products or, or products from other brands. And then they show you how you can uh, get qualified for that, the, the guidelines. And then they got the whole how to, you know, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, you know, with pictures and stuff like that. But that's kind of cool, you know, if that's what you're into. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and you can also do um, shopping affiliate program inside of regular videos, too. So where you go to do like uh, your end screens and your cards there, if you if you qualify, they do have in there where you can actually do promotion. You know, it's called products. And when you go in there, you can use the YouTube shopping affiliate program and do the same type of thing. Right. Right. OK. The next one comes, and that the first one was the YouTube Help blog. A lot of good stuff in that too. And um, if, if if you want to keep up on it, uh, YouTube does have a Twitter feed, and they yep. put that stuff out. It's in. I, I've got. Uh, I, I use TweetDeck, and I've got like five columns of stuff. You know, anything from the weather to um, YouTube stuff. Uh, and uh, they'll they'll put that stuff out there on their Twitter feed, and they can kind of keep up on it. So. Little pro tip there. This one comes from Search Engine Journal. Google bolsters advertising on YouTube Shorts, uh, enhancing Shorts advertising, introducing new features for brand visibility amid platform growth and broader revenue strategies, uh, expanding video reach campaigns, and launching a first position on Shorts feature. Um, Despite the opportunities represented by YouTube Shorts, Google's advertising revenue has declined, uh, indicating potential changes for the advertising industry. And uh, you, you could, I'll, I'll again put the uh, uh, put, put the uh, link in in the description. But uh, yeah, this and then they're trying to. This is an opportunity for advertisers to connect with new audiences. 
to leverage this potential, Google is extending shorts into video reach campaigns. That's pretty much the gist. Yeah, and and that's good because <laughs> I don't know if I, I I don't know if I've talked about it on here before, but when you, when it comes to these shorts, which can be great, you can get a lot of traffic from them. But you know, looking at the analytics and whatnot, um, <laughs> we're talking. You know, we might get lately we've been getting um, like ten dollars per thousand. Which, by the way, it, it, it's funny because hardly any YouTuber ever talks about this. Um, what they're making on their videos. Like, they, you know, you may know, oh, Mr. Beast is making $8 billion, whatever. But per view, you know, what people are getting paid. Now, it varies. Not everybody's yeah. going to get the same. It depends on what you're doing. Right. But, um, you know, for instance, on one of the channels, we're actually really high. We're getting $10 per thousand viewers or th- per thousand views that we get approximately. And when we do shorts for that same thousand views of a short, we might be getting you know, 50 cents. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a big, big difference. So they do need to work on something for that. But at the same time, because one with, with regular videos, you're grabbing an audience for the most part mm-hmm. with shorts, they're helping you grab an audience. So right. it makes more sense. You're going to get a lot more views. There are people that, well, I should say, theoretically, you're going to get more views. There are people that, you know, their videos might only get, you know, a thousand, 10,000 views and they might have shorts that get a million views. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it kind of evens out like that. Now, in, in our case, it's actually the exact opposite. We we do get some attention from shorts, but we get a lot more from regular videos. And I think it's because the one that I'm talking about, it's a much older audience. So they're less likely to be dealing with shorts than a younger audience. And so I think that's why we don't get nearly as much money and play and, and views out of our shorts as we do the regular videos. Well, back before they monetize the shorts uh, on my train channel, we always laugh about it because, boy, talk about a niche. It's a very tight niche. But um, I would get 100 views on my Railfan full-length videos. I'd get 100 views. I'd do a short. I'd just take a piece of it and convert it and put it up there. I'd get a couple thousand views. Right. And over the course of time, I probably got a couple hundred subscribers out of it. You know, so that, yeah, that we used was to get a cool. lot of subscribers. And what I found with the, with the shorts, and and I did a, a, a training on this a while back when they first came out. What I called was the shorts halo. And at the time, a lot of YouTubers were like, "Oh, I won't do shorts because it hurts my watch time and it hurts this and hurts that." And they would actually, if they wanted to do shorts, they would create a new channel just for shorts. Yeah. But what I found. And you could see it. You could look at the analytics, and you could see the date. We started doing shorts on January 5th. And on January 5th, you look at all the other videos, like ones that have been around for a long time and everything, and you could see what they were getting per day. And then on January 5th, all of a sudden, they jumped up. These are full, long, long, regular-length videos. So it was definitely driving people to watch more videos on the channel, without a doubt. Right, right. Yeah, and and that's uh, that's what I found until they monetized it. Then all of a sudden they weren't interested in my shorts anymore. But that's that's just me. You know, don't 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 apply that to anything else. So um, now here's another one, and this comes from Search Engine Land. Google Bard, and it's this is over a month old, so keep this in mind. But uh, Google Bard now can show search and knowledge panels, maps, and more 
and they've removed the wait list, which was uh, May 10th when, when that happened. So uh, search and knowledge graph, they're showcasing how search, Google search and knowledge graph data can make BARD more use, uh, visual and useful. Uh, Google said BARD can now provide a helpful response along with rich visuals to give you a better sense of what you're exploring. And um, kind of the same with Google Maps. And then they, they list a few other things that uh, uh, I'm not familiar with. So I'm not going to get into it, but you can if you, uh, the link will be in the show notes. Also, with Google Docs and Gmail, Google added uh, one-click one options to export content generated by BARD, including formatting directly into Docs and Gmail. So um, there, there are some things that, that's kind of interesting. I, I, use, uh, I use BARD as a backup to chat GPT. Yeah, and, and at some point it may be, you know, a better choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, and... There are some times where I'm looking for some other things to see what's going on. I, I found it's kind of a good way to look at the competitors, too, um, in, in search. So that that's kind of cool. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And, and for those of you who don't know, it, like you said, the, the BARD has um, opened up a little bit, but you do still have to activate the... Um, the Bard subscription, like right. in your account, you still have to. The admin, if it's a if it's a uh, G Suite account, your admin does have to say yes, let people use Bard. Yeah. So you do have to kind of like turn it on, but. Yeah, Google Workplace is what it's called now, but they keep changing the names just to confuse us. They do that with everything. They change yeah. the name for everything. Yeah, and uh, I'm you know, and all my customers are still calling it GMB. Google Business Profile. They don't even call Google my business. It's just GMB. Um, so I am too. Yep, me too. I, I try to say GBP now, but it just doesn't doesn't work, doesn't work as well. Yeah, doesn't it doesn't work as well. Um, search Engine Journal. YouTube's, okay. YouTube's algorithm, what you need to know in 2023. And I don't think YouTube changed their algorithm for a long, long time, then all of a sudden they did. Um, and so what you need to know is it prioritizes audience satisfaction, benefits from long-term creator-audience relationships, and is evolving with emerging technologies. In a recent interview, blah, blah, blah. The importance of focusing on audience satisfaction over, over the algorithm manipulation. The role of audience feedback and survey responses in refining YouTube's recommended recommendation system. Strategies for creators to build long-term relationships with their audience. And, and th these are some of the things that they're... Um, that they did in a Q&A that you can get on this page. Advice on managing multi-format, multi-language content and the future of content discovery. So they, they talk about that in a Q&A that is in this article. That would be very helpful for you. Very cool. Yeah. So Lots of fun stuff going on. Yeah, it's they're making it harder to ma manipulate the algorithm. Um, 
you know, there used to be one time, I think, now you correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be wrong, but it, it, there, there was a time you just had to put up regular content for six months and you'd start hitting the algorithm. Mm, yeah, that, I, I would say so. The, the funny thing is that um, right now, people are manipulating search when search is not the best way to mm-hmm. get traffic on YouTube. Right. And you might say, well, wait, what does that mean? Well, right now, uh, if, I, if I look at some of my channels that actually get lots of traffic, lots of views, lots of of, of likes and, and comments and everything else, most of that traffic is not coming from search. In fact, and one of them I was looking the other day, it was like 7% was from search. Mm-hmm. Yep. So not right. over 90%, well, I think, I think it was like 85%, was from the um, uh, browser features, which is being f- being shown on the front page, being shown when people watch other videos, all of that kind of stuff was much, much, much more likely to get things in there. So it's funny that, you know, quite honestly, if, if they if they made uh, search incredibly impossible tomorrow, it would have almost no effect on us whatsoever. Because it's just not how traffic is really being gotten these days. Well, even on my video about Union Pacific, number 4014, big boy, world's largest steam <laughs> locomotive, which is a good searchable term, actually, you know, because the average guy, at least in Nebraska and places where big boy goes, uh, likes to see it, likes to go out and look at it. I mean, I saw a lot of people out there by the tracks that I knew weren't rail fans, but they just wanted to see Big Boy, you know. Um, And uh, let's see, I got YouTube recommendations, 218. I have 335 on this, so very, very modest. But YouTube search, 77. And that was for a highly searchable term. So it's it's about recommendations, right? Yeah, it yeah. really is. I mean, it's recommendations and just being featured. And, and again, how do you get recommended and featured? Well, a lot of the same stuff that you would do for search, you still have to do. Yeah. But for instance, you know, you may want to go for things that are a little more provocative than um, right. than just search terms. Yeah, good. You point. know, so in other words. Like let's take, uh, you know, I'm looking at the the nerve doctor one. So rather than um, a video that said uh, take our alpha lipoic acid to help your your peripheral neuropathy, okay, that might be a very searchable term. But what's really going to get attention would be something like this one, you know, this one chemical could save you from years of pain. You know, that kind of a thing. That's going to get people's attention. That's going to get featured much more so, if that makes sense. Yeah. No. Now, that, in your, yeah, in your yeah. description, you can still go through and really optimize it for search and everything else. But your thumbnail and your title really needs to be more provocative to get people to do those things. Right. Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I'm glad you, you mentioned that. And, and again, you know, so it's funny that they're putting so much feature into lim- not limiting, but, you know, trying to stop people from cheating on the search when the search is just not, you know, it's not what it used to be for most channels. There are some where it absolutely is. So don't get me wrong. It, it can be different for different channels. But for the most part, it's really not search per se that's going to help you do that. Yeah, search search as we defined it in 2010. Sure. It's, it's just it's different now, but yes, a lot of those uh, uh, 
a, a lot of those same principles hold. Uh, it's just, but it's just different, you know. That's all. It, it, it's got to be something that's going to get people's interest. And so, you know, I, I see I see a lot of people out there complaining about clickbait, and some of it is real clickbait. It's misleading and stuff like that. But yeah, you, you don't ever really want to. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. If you use clickbait, it will work, but it can then work against you later. But, you know, what you want to do is you want to have what clickbait does, but real. You know, I yeah, mean, don't exactly. say, you know, yeah. you know, holy cow, this lady's dress fell off when, it, you know, your video is about <laughs> <laughs> bicycles. It, it doesn't make sense. You know, don't. You know, you yeah. gotta you gotta be provocative, but you gotta not just be clickbaity for That's no right. reason. Like I remember back in the old 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 days, um, YouTube used to with the thumbnails, they'd pull the thumbnails from your video, and people knew it was the very first frame, the very last frame, or the very center frame. Later on, they made it random, and so what people would do is they would go and they would find the exact middle frame of their video and put like a naked lady in it. And so the thumbnail would be a naked lady. <laughs> but in the video, when you watched it, you wouldn't even see that. Yeah. But they would use that for the thumbnail, and they would manipulate things like that. So people will manipulate things, and that's why Google has to do all this stuff. So don't be super clickbaity, but be provocative. Well, what, one that I saw was um, um, a guy that rides on passenger trains all over the world and, and uh, critiques them. And so he took the, uh, he was in Egypt, and he took a train from Cairo down to Luxor. Mm -hmm. And the headline was something like uh, the uh, Egypt's deluxe sleep car. Is it, is it uh, crappy or is it deluxe? You know, something like that. <laughs> and... Um, and then he had uh, some pictures on it that uh, showed something really nice and maybe something that you had to really look at it to tell what was going on. And some guy said, well, why are you resorting to clickbait? Okay. So I watched the video, and that's actually what the video was about. He just wrote a good headline for it. That's all. You know, and, and, and really what it came down to is this uh, deluxe sleeper car. is not a deluxe sleeper car, although it was good enough, you know, but the, it's kind of misleading to say it's deluxe because it was getting a little long in the tooth. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a way to do that. Now, what's funny, Steve, is um, I went into Bard with that after the stuff you were talking about, and, you know, one of the things that we, we often talk about when it comes to ranking things and whatnot is like everybody says, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that. And Google is usually pretty tight lipped about that. So I just went to Google <laughs> to Bard and I put in uh, help me get to the top of Google Maps for roofers in Loganville, Georgia. And it gave me a list of things to do. Oh, really? What they're looking for. <laughs> I'll be darned. Hey. <laughs> now, now, does it say, hey, get a spammy keyword and do that? No, it's things yeah, like get positive reviews. Now, this is exciting because here's the thing, get positive reviews, okay? I've always said you got to get positive reviews for a number of reasons, right? Um, and and a, lot of, a lot of people that do this say, well, and even Google themselves and some of the things kind of downplayed the actual review process as like they list all the other things except reviews, like, oh, you got to do it, you got to have this, you got to be this, you got to be closest to the center of town, you got to be the most notable, blah, blah, blah. Um, this literally says get positive reviews. This is the most important factor in ranking high on Google Maps. Ask your past customers to leave reviews on your Google My Business. It says Google My Business. That's funny. Um, 
says Google My Business. <laughs> this is Google's thing. You can also offer incentives such as a discount on the next service for leaving a review. Huh. Now, I'm wondering if BARD is being compliant with what Google says or if it's getting this information from the web, uh, because that's that's a pretty interesting answer. Now, I, Google has never really said you, you can't provide incentives for having somebody leave a review, but you're not supposed to give them an incentive for leaving a certain type of review, like five-star five review, things like that. So that's pretty funny that BARD says that. And I, I would love to, to talk to somebody from Google and say, hey, is this correct or is this just pulling from what – some SEO is saying somewhere. Um, yeah. But then it says, you know, use keywords in your name, business name and description. Uh, get listed on other directories. So it says it right there. This is one of the biggest things that people always question when we talk about citations, right? Is, you know, is getting onto yellow pages, does that really help your Google Maps? We've always said it does, but does it really? Come on. Well, it says right here in Google's thing now, get listed on other directories. In addition to Google Maps, there are other popular directories. You can list your business, such as Yelp, Angie's List, and Home Advisor. Being listed on these directories will help you reach a wider audience. So mm -hmm. technically, it doesn't say you're going to rank higher on the maps, but that was the answer for get ranking higher on the maps. Uh, create a Google My Business page, obviously. Optimize mm -hmm. your website for local search. So it literally tells you, optimize your website for local search is going to help you do that. Run local ads. Okay, this is interesting, and again, I would love to ask Google this. Google Ads allows you to target your ads to people. Now, they've always said that, oh, whether you run an ad or not doesn't make a difference to how well you rank. Yeah. Yeah. This is saying it does, so I don't oh. know. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing this must be stuff they've pulled from SEOs that have written articles, not necessarily from Google's own knowledge base. Yeah. But It's got to anyway, be. Anyway, I just had to search that because you mentioned yeah, no, no, you know, it's cool. some of that other yeah. stuff. So. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got a big kick out of that. That's uh, that's really a thing. Leave it up to you to think to do something like that. Well, you know, I couldn't help it. Yeah, you couldn't, couldn't help it. Yeah, it's just the way you are. That's right. Okay, my friend. Well, uh, who helped make this uh, episode possible today? Well, they may not be able to help you with your Google Maps or with your YouTube rankings. However, if you want to make great videos so that you can rank on YouTube and you've got something to do it with, well, you got to get the stuff at Movo, and I'm talking about microphones, I'm talking about lights, I'm talking about stands, I'm talking about packages that are for your smartphone, that give you everything you need from a small stand to an attachment for a tripod to a light and a microphone set, all in one package. They have those, the vlog kits, check them out. They've got desktop microphones so that you can do podcasts. They've got professional microphones that you can have with an arm hanging from your desk. All of those are available at Movo by heading on over to raiselinks.com slash M-O-V-O. Check them out today. And with that, Steve, let's hit the final music. Here it is. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fast, he's filled with video expertise and has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy.